0: Welcome to Shooks and Gifts Season 6, Episode 3, My Favorite F.E.T.C. Finds. In this episode, I will talk about a collection of real images for school, a text message simulator, tools for PDF and image editing, an extension for celebration, a great lesson plan repository, a paint-by-numbers variation for team building and mindfulness, and instructions about how to save Canva presentations to your Google Drive to be able to open and edit them in Google Slides. Let's give it a go. Welcome to Shooks and GIF, the podcast where I share ed tech treasures I love. Each episode, I share a tool, website, tip, trick, or more that you might find helpful for you or your learners. I'm your host, Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Oh, look who I'm with everybody hi everyone hi shooks Hi, kim. okay it's only temporary because <laughs> she's dropping me off after we went to breakfast before i record but i had to get you on i wanted to say hi we need you a joke oh gosh oh when i had one i remember thinking i had one have we done this one what did what did uh oh no, wait, 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 wait hey kim hey jen <laughs> <laughs> what did what did the zero say to the eight i don't know what did the zero say to the eight nice belt <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one Ray. Right? well hello there shooks and gif listeners i hope you liked my little intro i was so excited to see shooks yesterday it was actually yesterday i had all intentions to come in and record but then didn't so this morning i'm recording so we lied a little bit but Heck, we're here. Uh, this episode is called my FETC faves. I just got back from New Orleans on today's Sunday, on Thursday evening. Um, it, Well, the pre-evening, really. Any, are any of you Big Bang watchers? The, in the Big Bang Theory, Sheldon calls that sort of the hours between like 4 and like 6 or like 5.30. The pre-evening. It's not really the afternoon anymore, but it's not really the evening. So he calls it the pre-evening, which I love. I love when we take words and smash them together, like how my kids call hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, and things like that. I just I, I love it. Anyway, uh, I went to FETC. It was big, way bigger than I expected, like way bigger than I expected in in the size of the hall, in the size, the number of, um, of sessions that there were, the expo hall. It was, I felt like I was at ISTE. It was really, really big. I saw lots of people, got to give lots of hugs. It was awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, had a really great time and learned learned a number of things that I wanted to share with you. Uh, before I do that, I do want to do shameless plug uh, one more time that my Learn to Sketch Note course today, I sketchnoted, did start yesterday. Uh, week one is launched. I've got a, a couple dozen, two, three dozen people in there right now. You can absolutely join late. Uh, it is something that you do at your own time. There's no synchronous to so it. It's all asynchronous. So you sort of watch some videos and, and doodle as you go and, and learn, et cetera, et cetera. So if you want to jump into that, please feel free. I would love to have you make sure you use the promo code sketch friends uh, so that you can get $10 off and you can register and find all the information at today uh, if to, if right now is not the time for you, if you're like, yeah, I'd really love to do it, Jen, but today is not the day and this these months are not the months, it's six weeks long, um, then not to worry. You can also add your name at, I think, the very bottom of the page. I think I have it in there. I should go back and check. I usually have a, today, right now is not a good time, but how about later? And you can add your name to be notified when I run the next course. There's no rhyme or reason when I run them. I just like, hey, I feel inspired. It's often in January after I sketch for the Ditch Summit, just because, you know, I've been sketching for a bit and I'm like, hey, this this is fun. I should show other people. And I get a lot of interest then too on the socials when uh, when I do that. So anywho, that is that. Let's jump in to my shares. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven five, six, seven. Seven shares. Oh my gosh, this might be long. I'm going to keep my eye on the time. If I, if I go too long, I might save some for next time. Okay, the first one comes from uh, Tom Murray. If you know tom he's at tom c murray or sorry thomas c murray uh on on the socials on on uh, on twitter tom runs an i guess it's a a consultation um like a, a consultation uh, he's a a consulting. He's a director of innovation at Future Ready, um, for all for Ed, and so he does some really cool stuff. Uh, I sort of half met him through Ken Shelton, and they were looking for. We we were. I was in an equity um, session. We were doing D Lanyers equity uh, based maker kitchen. It was about maker spaces through a lens of equity. It was really really cool. If you ever get an opportunity to check that out, I would. He probably has some stuff about it on at his Solve in Time um, website, which I will link in the notes. I'm just writing that down now. Cause I didn't have that before. I will uh, link in the show notes, but anyway, back to the original, we were talking about what um, a maker space actually looks like. If you were to Google a picture, what do you see? And they were talking about, it's generally like cisgendered, presumably straight white boys that you see in pictures of that space and how can we move the, the needle a little bit on that so that we have more girls so that we have uh, people who are you know black and brown children and things like that and that's what we were talking about and I, I brought up a point that I was once searching for like a picture of a spa and I wanted someone who wasn't white I didn't want a white girl and if I when I was searching day at the spa I was doing a, a breakout sort of a digital breakout that I built myself all I was getting was white women I thought this is ridiculous so Tom who was in the audience popped up and said hey I have this thing at all for ed um, there's images that we do and you, you go to images.all4ed.org and it's actually pictures that they've taken at schools I think it's three different schools if I'm not mistaken of real students real teachers real actual school buildings and they're just very representative of what we actually see in a lot of our schools. Not all of our schools, of course, right? Some of them are pretty homogeneous, but mine certainly is not. Um, and it's broken down into collections like subject areas and staff versus students. And we can use these in promos. We can encourage students to use them in uh, presentations. I love that there's a lot of like, it's it's very modern. So you see a lot of students wearing masks, right? And representing the times that we're going through now. Um, and they're professionally taken photos. They're Absolutely incredible. So if you're looking for some promo material, or you want to use them in slide decks or something like that, you want like real school images from actual real schools and not models and and whatever. Um, I would absolutely check it out. It was it was really really cool. Okay, my second share is from I think I think my next few are from uh, Nikki Laverne. Nikki is L A V E R G N E. She's Laverne at Laverne Nikki on socials. She is a Google innovator and she's an ed tech coach out of Nolens, as I learned that you say it. Um, and she had this session, oh my goodness people was it ever fun first of all we called it the chaos room sort of like poster sessions if you've ever been to a big conference like you walk in and there's people standing almost like old science fair and you you walk around and you're like oh what are you presenting and they give you a little spiel but in this case you walked in it was mini lessons so they had you know chairs for about almost like a round table but not quite because there were no tables They had chairs for four to six people and you could sit down and over the course of an hour and a half, they did six, they ran through the same spiel six times. So you had 15 minutes with five minutes between to decide where you wanted to go. So you didn't have to stay the whole two hours, but you could. Holy gosh. Anyway, I sat down at Nikki's, I walked in, she's wearing these like really bright, um, like, I don't know, leg warmers that were all like sort of, you know, Mardi Gras colors. And she has all these beads and she's her hair all done up. And she's like, come on over. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And she had a little screen there. And she did, um, what did she call it? Something about EdTech bingo, basically. And she showed 16 different tools or extensions or tricks, like hacks for whatever, very much in line with what I do here on Shoots and GIF. And I thought, oh, that sounds good, let's sit down. So Andrew Fenstermaker and I, who I've, I've talked about before on the show from Iowa, uh, sat down we said, okay, let's learn some things. And a lot of them I knew, but there were four or five that really stood out. So about a quarter of them, I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. And so I'm, that's what I'm gonna share now. So the first one she shared was called Chat Animator and it can be found at chat-animator.com as always links in the show notes it creates realistic fake text chat animations that simulate messaging apps so i've seen them before that it's that i've created especially for breakout edu when I've created them myself, that it's like static, right? Like you, you put in all the information you want, you maybe put in the names, et cetera, et cetera. But this one makes it look like you're typing in real time and it will save it as either a video or a GIF which I thought was pretty amazing. Uh, you can also use your own photos. So like the little avatars that show up on the side when you're talking, uh, you can customize those to have avatars or maybe your pimoji or maybe your actual real picture. You can customize the names and then you insert the conversation as you want. And they export, like I said, for free, as a GIF or as a video. I, I think this would be really great for even writing stories when we have students doing that instead of your traditional like pen and paper, like, and then they said, and then they said, right? Or even to put in as part of a story, like have students write a story and then add this animation throughout, like, and then they texted each other and then boom, you have that in there. Um, because I think we're becoming a lot more interactive with the even the, the media we're creating. Um, if you read like Sadie, for example, by Courtney Summers, which was one of the White Pine books that's, for those of you not in Ontario, It's uh, a Ontario Library Association puts out um, a list of books every year and students vote. It's actually pretty cool. Anyway, Sadie uh, was based on the premise of a podcast. So in reading, it wasn't typical prose. And I think something like this to add that element in there, like even I'm sure I wonder if you could embed it in something like Book Creator and then have your actual story and then all of a sudden have this interactive very visual animation in there. Oh, I'm just I'm sorry, my my brain is sort of going. I thought it was really cool. Um and that was chat animator. That was one of the first ones she shared. Oh and by the way for the bingo, I of course won bingo first because I'm a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, the second one she shared was I love PDF. It, she even said, she goes, this is if you like um PDF candy, which I've spoken about a lot on this show, then This is basically the same, except PDF Candy now has a limit. You can only download a certain or or manipulate a certain amount of PDF documents um, in PDF Candy and then it stops you in a 24 hour period. I Love PDF does not, unlimited as of now. It's ilovepdf.com and it's a tool that you need to do all the things you wanna do with a PDF. You can merge, you can split, you can compress, you can convert, you can rotate, unlock, you can watermark all your PDF needs in just a few clicks. When I was going through and playing with it afterwards, which by the way, I kept everything from the conference on a wakelet. I've never done it quite like this before, but it was the best for me. Every time I was like, oh, that's really cool. Even if I had the slide deck, because I went to this tech conference without a computer. Can you believe it? I couldn't believe it. I said, I'm going to try it. I'm probably going to hate it. And I really didn't. In fact, I brought my iPad. I could have done the whole conference, I think, on my phone. Now, that was because I was often sitting beside someone with a computer. So if I needed to use it, I'd be like, can I try this for a sec? Um, But I would just share from my iPhone, whatever the resource was, automatically to this Wakelet collection. And then when I got home on my computer, when I had more time to digest it in the moment, or not not in the moment, rather, I could do that. Because I find at conferences, I'm sitting there and I'm like, "Uh, I don't know, like, i'm gonna dive into this and now i've missed that and i'm overwhelmed and i just have major fomo and that's a big thing with big conferences so i'd be like oh that's really cool so if they shared their slide deck boom to my wakelet anything even within the slide deck that i liked so to highlight it to the next level also into the wakelet so when i got home i had i don't know maybe 60 things in this wakelet from the three days of learning that i did some of them just like links to a tweet that i saw that i really liked um which which i did maybe i'll come back to that if i remember I may not remember. Um, But uh, doing that Wakelet thing was awesome. And that's how I went and I was able to create these show notes for today was I just went through my Wakelet and off I go. Now, that's something that I do on the regular when I see things online, but I've never done it at a conference. So if you're worried about like carrying too much at the conference, if you're not presenting, you're like, "Mm, do I really need my big computer? Mm, I did it without one. And I'm pretty techie. And I love having my computer. I'm not big on doing things on my phone. Worked for me. Might work for you. I digress. I'm a little excited today. Okay. Anyway, in, in exploring I love PDF, Um, I also found I love IMG. But before I get to that, I want to give uh, a little shout out to Nikki and what she told me about, or she told all of us, not just me, uh, about uh, PDF Candy. When you're in PDF Candy, if you reach that limit, she's like, what I really do is I just like pop into an incognito window in Google Chrome, right? You just go up to those three little dots beside your avatar. And one of the options is new incognito window or shift command N will get you or shift control N if you're on a PC. Uh, It opens up an incognito. It doesn't know how many you've done. You can just get unlimited. Anyway, if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to circumvent the system, uh, check out I love PDF. They also had an exploring it when I got home, based on my notes in that, you know, wakelet. See, I, I got back there. We take the scenic route with Jen Giffen, but we get there. Um, you, uh, she also has, or they also have one called I Love IMG. And this is very similar to something, and I can't remember, of course, the name of it, that I talked about a few episodes ago. Um, same sort of thing. You can take images and do all the stuff you want to do with images. So like compressing them, resizing them, cropping, even basic annotation and editing of them. Very basic. But if you wanted to just annotate a picture really quickly, this can do it so i really i I really thought that one was was pretty cool um completely free really um really sort of low floor but a lot of potential to do a whole bunch of different stuff the other one's called image candy that was the other one of course it is pdf candy image candy i love pdf i love uh i love images i'm I'm dumb, I, should have, I love IMG, sorry, I should have known that. Anyway, that's what it was called, it just came back to me. All right, that was her second share that I really liked. The third one that she shared, and I think this is the last one that I have from her, yep, it is. The third one that I wanted to share was a Google Chrome extension, and it's called Confetti Canon. And there is maybe zero pedagogical implication of this, but it's so darn fun. So for the push of a button, a button on your computer, when you have this extension open, you fire virtual confetti, all over your screen. And she did it as like, okay, who got it? And someone yelled, bingo. She's like, yay. And we were all like, what's that? How's your, how's there all this stuff? Just by pushing a button. And it's really fun. It fires from the like lower left, the center and the right. So, and then it just slowly falls down this confetti on your screen. Really fun if you're doing presentations, great for games in class, great for answering questions during lessons. She said she even does it um with, she's a high school teacher and she said she'll do it sometimes like to be a smarty pants, to be a little bit of a smart aleck when kids give, you you know, give answers that you're like, are you kidding me? When they're being smart, Alex, she does it back to them. So that was, that was awesome. Loved that. Okay. My next share, what are we on here? One, two, three, four. Oh, I'm cruising. Good. So my next, I have three more share is called the achievery. Now I've never heard of this. I did the very first day I was there. I went to a four hour. Yes. You heard me four hour session with, uh, Bill Bass and Shannon McClintock Miller, who are huge in the the Future Ready community, and they are the library people, and they're absolutely amazing. If you are a teacher librarian or even teacher librarian adjacent, totally worth going to listen to them. They are a wealth of information. They're tons of fun. I actually sat with Shannon's husband, Eric, who was a riot. I didn't realize I was sitting with him at the time. And uh, I I absolutely like I had had a blast at the session. It was long, but I was like surrounded by my people, and it was great. Anyway, she shared something called the Achievery, and I'm going to read to you what it says because I I did a dive into it, but I was almost like whoa, where was this during the pandemic for me? Um, it says the Achievery helps to connect students to a new world of digital learning through stories that spark curiosity and learning content that entertains as well as teaches. The platform features clips from the most popular, well loved movies. TV shows and cartoons from Warner Brothers and the Cartoon Network because those are their sponsors, paired with lessons and learning activities that can engage students. Sorry, that can engage that students can engage with everywhere they are at home, in the community, and in the classroom. So these are lesson plans, like full-on lesson plans, linked to video clips, short video clips. Like you're not watching full episodes; um, you're watching portions of that. Link to um, all the different subject areas you can think of. So they have like English, math, science, digital literacy, SEL is in there. Um, and they go from K to 12, all the lessons. And now you're not going to find I, I remember I looked up one, I think I, I looked up a 1112 for math, maybe or something. I, I don't remember exactly which one I was like, Oh, there's none under that category. So you're not going to find millions in each one but there are things the other thing it's aligned with various standards so they have they show how it's aligned with like common core with castle with ccss for ela and math with iste standards NGSS. so my american friends out there lots of stuff they don't have the alignment to any canadian curriculum standards uh, but i think very easily you could find them because you know a lot of those standards really overlap um you just have to do that And when you go into any of these, so if I wanted to click one, I'm like, okay, I want to find a digital literacy lesson for sixth graders. I click that, things open, and then it's like, okay, here's the video clip so you can watch it. And then they're like, download the lesson here. So I download a lesson. Folks, it is like full lesson. I'm not just talking like, okay, and now do this. It's timed out. It's like, and now say this script. Now do this. Now say this. Now pause for X number of minutes. So... If you're, if, well, I was going to say a new teacher, but even as a veteran teacher, I find sometimes these are really, these are really great. And I take them and I make them myself. I personalize them, of course, for my students in front of me and the learning we, we have and what we want to achieve. But if you have a student, even I'm thinking about our Alt-Ed classes where they might be doing some self-directed learning. I'm thinking about even like full classes where we want to do things. This was nuts. And, and best part, totally, totally free. So lessons on everything. If you need some inspiration, absolutely go check it out. Once again, it's called The Achievery and it's at theachievery.com so fun it was it was really really robust and and even in that four hours we had a little bit of time to dive into it and i was like i can't look at this anymore because i'm just i'm gonna go down this rabbit hole and never come back really cool stuff the other thing that shannon shared in that same session and then i actually saw it in a few sessions i'm like how have i never seen this before and like three people have used it and i only like you only really get to what three or four sessions a day over three days and i did the expo hall i probably only went to about nine maybe ten sessions and it was used in three of them so almost a third um it's called "Let's Stick Together." So you may have seen something like this. I've I've seen something like this live here in Canada that you can order uh, a really big. It's like a big poster, and then it comes with all these stickers. And some you can buy books with them too at the dollar store. And it's like paint by numbers, but you have all these stickers, and the stickers have um, have number in the one that i've seen the book that i have for my kids it's numbers and it's like okay here's sticker number this and you go back to your template and you stick that on the number on the page in this case it's all pixel art so you have different colors that are different letters so a might be a red color b might be a yellow color and they have three different kinds of products so they started their original product are kits just like paint by numbers but with these square stickers you can order them from their website their website by the way is let's stick very easy websites for all these i love when when companies have easy websites um so you have poster kits you can go in um they range they're american dollars so like here like 30 dollars up to like hundreds of dollars but for me to do something like this in my learning commons as like an an SEL activity as a mindfulness activity I think would be awesome I'm just going to see right now because I forgot to check this before we got on if I want to ship this to Canada let's see if it's going to do it I'm not I don't know if it will country region oh no it only ships to the states it seems so American friends yay Canadian friends fear not because they then released a second product during the pandemic, of course, they couldn't do, it wasn't, it was frowned upon a little bit in the height of the pandemic to have like this big piece of paper where tons of people are touching different stickers and leaning in together and posting them, like sticking them onto this piece of paper. And mm, we weren't together, right? We went online. So they pivoted to an online model. And from what I can tell, they're free. I haven't, I haven't seen anything yet, but I, I didn't dive super deep to try to do it last night. Um, they have different images you can use. So I'm starting one right now. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, but I am starting one right now that, uh, you, you put it up and well, you put it up, so you select it. And then when you select it, it's like, okay, here's what you're going to do now. You are going to, um, create a code. So it gives you a QR code, it gives you a link and then you can share that out. Be it on your LMS, a Google Classroom, wherever it happens to be. Um I'm thinking of doing it as a QR code near my big touch screen TV in the library so students can actually do it on the touch screen or scan it and then do it on their phone. So a bunch of them can do it at a time. And then slowly what originally looks like just little squares with letters, it turns into a picture. The people were using it at the conference as a, When you come into the room, hey, scan our QR code, go in and let's stick together. And as people were like rolling in, you had something to do, you know, as a mind, not really as a mind's on, but just to like sort of spend the time, which would be a really cool thing to do as well for a class as you're waiting people for people to arrive, especially if you have that class, like right after lunch, I'm thinking high school in this case, where um, kids might like trickle in a little bit early from lunch because they just, you know, they're kind of done with whatever they were doing at lunch. Um, so that's, let's stick together. That's the second model. The third model that they came up with uh, was just launched launched last year, and it's pic- Pixel Sticker Pack. So students go to their website, they create their own original designs using pixel art. There's a portal, and they say, "Okay, I'm going to create this image. I'm going to put the the colors in, and then on the back end, it's coded so that it turns all those colors into the associated um, letters and then gives the legend down the side. And then you can order those packs. Um, They do this with all their leftover stickers. You can order those packs in. So you get all these leftover like stickers in various colors to be able to stick on to the student created pixel art. A lot of fun. Reminded me a lot that one of if you've ever done the conditional formatting pixel art with Google Sheets. I think we've shared it before. If not, I'll try to find I'll try to find it and, and throw it in here. But it's uh, I thought it was really cool. It's great for a brain break. Like I said, it's great for an activity for transition times. It's great to build community in a learning commons. But they also what I thought was interesting is they're like, hey, ambassadors and like, Ambassadors, so they have teacher ambassadors who have made full links to the curriculum um, on different activities and how you can, or different like images, how or how you can use them in general across all different kinds of um, of subject areas, and they also have choice boards and lesson plans for you. So I saw one um, for Brown Bear, Brown Bear by Eric Carle. So again, this is, you know, definitely primary based and I only looked at this one, but they had a little choice board and they said, okay, let's, let's do a stick together and we're going to read the book and then we're going to do this. And what what image do you think it is from the book? So they're all building that together. And then they had other linked activities. So while at the center of it, it's this stick together activity. There's tons of other ideas, Four books. Not there's not a copious amount of books, but there's enough there that you might want to have a look, and it can show you certainly how to use this fun activity in uh, a way that links really nicely to our to our standards, to our curriculum, and is embedded in in pedagogy, right? Because it really should be about how we use the tool, not the tool itself. Pretty awesome. Okay, that and that again was from Shannon McClintock. The last thing that I want to share was probably my favorite one. I actually went up to Amy store. Amy's at 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 Tech Amy S on Twitter. She's awesome. We've been connected for ages. I think we first met through the Flip community. Um oh, I had, I had a big joke at this con- at this conference too I said, imagine if every time someone said Flipgrid instead of Microsoft Flip or just Flip, we had to donate a dollar to a charity. We would have millions of dollars because everyone kept saying Flipgrid. I mean Flip. It's like it's it's not embedded yet. It's so funny. I actually talked to the Flip girls, to to Jornay and to Jess. Um, a couple. I saw them throughout the conference a number of times. They're both friends of mine. And I was like, okay, tell me. Like, does this does the name dream team? Does the name Change drive you as crazy as the rest of us because no one's saying it right, and they laughed and they're like, well, "You do get used to it." And we do understand, and they they just not justified it, but they explained it by saying, "You know, um, Flip Grid doesn't translate necessarily across all languages, so having you know a global community, they're like it doesn't really lend itself, whereas Flip does." And I said, "But you can't really find it on search engines," and they said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we know," and they're like, "It really is just Flip. It's not Microsoft Flip, but Microsoft Flip seems to be where we're going." Um, anyway. I digress. Amy. Amy Store, in that like room of chaos where I was talking that Nikki was. She was doing one. She was sitting there as fried technology or fried tech. Uh, um, she works with them. And I said, okay. I said, what are you presenting? She's like, well, you have your choice, Jen. And we sat down. It was just her and I to start. And we started and then eventually other people came. So we did basically our whole presentation. But before we started, I got this one-on-one and I said, I love your slides because I, I know a lot of tech tools. I go, I get a lot, but I already know a lot. So one of the things I love about conferences is looking at how other people do their slides, the kind of activities they do, the flow of their presentations, how they present. That's what I glean as much as anything from presentations because then I can take that back to how I present to my my students, right? in my learning commons, how I present to staff in the adult learning model. So I said to her, these slides are gorgeous. I said, it's, it's all Canva, right? She's like, well, it's Canva in Google Drive. And I was like, I've heard of this. I've heard that you can do this. Can you show me how? So I've linked to, I, I found a website that explains it all. I'm going to do a really, I'm going to do a job of explaining how you do things on a screen, which doesn't lend itself nicely to a podcast. But I will tell you, here's the idea. Have you ever gone into Canva and created a really beautiful like slide and you're like, oh, I wish I could replicate this exactly in Google Drive. You can. Okay? I'm I'm gonna show them well, on Google Slides in through Google Drive. Here's how you do it. So the first thing you do is you are going to connect your Google Drive account to your Canva account. In order to do that, you're going to first start your your presentation. So you're gonna go into Canva, you're gonna create the presentation, you go to the presentations part, not like the posters or whatever. Add all the slides that you want, get it looking all pretty. And then you're gonna hit the share button. And normally share is like, okay, I'm gonna share it to wherever it goes. But if you look at the bottom, which I've always ignored, they have those Timbits, the three little dots with the word more, click that. Then you're gonna scroll down from there and find where it says save, and under save, you'll see Google Drive. Now you're gonna be prompted to link your Google, your Canva and your Google Drive accounts. Okay, so if they're not connected already, they are, then you're fine. At this point, it'll say, okay, what do you wanna save? And you're allowed to save like PNG, PDF, JPEG, which I've always seen, but at the bottom of this one, you also have the PPTX, so a PowerPoint. Stay with me, I know I've gone to Microsoft and I'm talking about Google, but stay with me. So you save it as that, okay? then it'll say, okay, well, where do you want to save it in your Google Drive? And because you've linked it and you'll say, oh, I want to put it in this folder. And then when you go into your Google Drive, as you know, you can open up PowerPoint files, but you can also say open with Google Slides. And guess what, my friends, now your entire Canva presentation, that's all beautiful and lovely, is in Google Slides. And each element of that canva presentation is editable and in a lot of cases it even brings the font not in all cases i found that out i thought it was all cases i got really excited because they have gorgeous fonts but in many cases it brings it over if it doesn't you can always go back save that one font as a png download it and then just upload it as an image into your google slides but this this saves my issue with i really like things in google slides because i can share them really easily if you don't have a canva like school license Maybe you only you don't want to use that. So you want to stay in slides, but you want the prettiness. Ryan O'Donnell, we were talking about this recently, and you know, we said, Oh, do I really want to do a new platform? And everyone's talking about Canva. And this is a way to get the beauty of Canva, but stay in the infrastructure you are used to. Again, link your accounts or sorry, design in Canva, link your accounts, save in Google Drive, open it up, open the PowerPoint up in Google Slides. Boom. It sounds confusing. It's really not. I showed, I think I want to say four or five people in the conference. I was like, did you know this? Some people I knew, some strangers who we were just in in sessions about Canva. And it was like every single person like me, like I just bulging out of their head, like what is this magic? Because Canva is so pretty and we don't all have the ability to design from scratch those like beautiful things and they don't have the same elements in Google Slides. It was my absolute favorite. I saved it to last. That's how I did it. Like I said, there's a whole um, blog post that I have linked Uh, The blog post is from, it's actually someone I didn't, I didn't know. It's adventures with art, adventureswithart.com. And it's a woman named Diana and she published it in January of this year. So I got one that was really that had, and it has all the screenshots. It's like, you can walk right through it. It's very amazing. I absolutely loved it. And those are my shares. F-E-T-C was tons of fun. Saw lots of lots of friends. Saw Eric Kurtz. Can't can't go an episode without mentioning Eric. So Eric went out a bunch. We did a haunted he and Andrew Fenstermaker and I did a haunted uh, French Quarter tour, where Eric went up and they're like, oh, this building and people touch it and bad things happen. And then like, they get bad karma. And Eric went over and I was like, Eric Kurtz? I, and I paid for the tour. And I was like, if I kill you on this tour, I will never live this down that I killed the great Eric Kurtz during the EdTech conference. Anyway, he Eric's fine, so far as I know. Um, But yeah, saw lots of people, made lots of connections, had a lot of fun. So hopefully there's something in here that you can take. You're going to have an aha. And as always, you are going to give it a go. Have a great day, friends. That's it for this episode of Shooks and GIF. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at shooksandgif.com. That's S-H-U and G-I-F-F dot com. As always, I would love to hear about your ahas. I can be found on social media at virtualgif, with two Fs, or you can email me, jen at virtualgif.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, have an uh aha, give it a go. I think we may have done it, but I don't care. There was one of them... I'm going to get the punchline. It was like something of a dinosaurs i can't i, I don't know i'm That's, gonna ask that so i'm 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 back in a school
1: they know i talk about know. you i talk, to talk about you every about episode i listen
0: to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's it's still called chooks and Game. <laughs> you're still the headliner for crying out loud <laughs> i am um, a I, uh, little grade one student gave me the best joke and i actually couldn't stop laughing and i thought i have to call jen so i'm gonna go back to my grade one student and you're gonna call me and i'm gonna call you i love that okay have a good show thank you okay I'll, I'll 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 be back. <laughs> I'm not a good Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh well.